Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 189, How to Help Your Child Have a Positive Self-Image. When we talk about self-image, I think there are a number of terms that get used interchangeably. And so I wanted to first define self-image, self-esteem, self-confidence, so we know what we're really talking about. And yes, I think self-esteem and self-image are used interchangeably sometimes. It's not terrible, but let's get clear really on what these three things are. The first, what is self-image? Self-image is how you see yourself and how you think others see you. So it's about what you think about yourself and what you tell yourself about who and what you are, what you think. Okay, so with regards to your child, it is what they think about themselves, who they think they are, what they think their gifts and their talents and their strengths and their weaknesses are. What is self-esteem? Self-esteem is how your child feels about themselves and their abilities. It is also the ability to like and value oneself. If they feel bad about who they are, if they're unhappy about who they are, if they're unhappy about the abilities that they don't have, that's their self-esteem. What is self-confidence? Self-confidence is your belief in yourself and your abilities. So you'll notice that many children who really progress at a great rate are children who seem self-confident. Well, the thing is, is that it's not that they have self-confidence before they begin the challenge of something new. It is that they have in their mind that they think they can do it. And when they think they can do it and they feel confident, their self-esteem, feel confident, then they go and try something new and then it creates self-confidence. So it's kind of this like triad of all working together, but it all begins with what do you think about yourself? Everything, as you know, I've talked about coaching, it all goes back to what you think about yourself. And a person, a child who has a poor self-image will often have low self-esteem. When you think badly about yourself, you're going to feel badly about yourself. Low self-esteem is when someone lacks confidence about who they are and what they can do. Some signs of low self-esteem which reflects a poor self-image. Children find it difficult to ask for help or to express their own needs. Children who have low self-esteem are usually overly sensitive. They may be jealous and insecure. Children with low self-esteem find it difficult to be themselves around their friends. They feel like they have to be what their friends want them to be in order to be approved of. Children with low self-esteem often speak badly about themselves. I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I'm fat. No one likes me. They're overly concerned about other people's opinions. 
They may lose their temper quickly and be prone to becoming emotional. They may find it difficult to accept praise and criticism. They can't accept what other people say to them in any way. They're often unwilling to try new things because they're certain they're going to fail. They give up easily and they say, I can't. And when something doesn't quite work out, they can't cope. They lose it. They blame other people or situations for their failings. The teacher was so stupid. She didn't tell me what I needed to know. The computer didn't work properly. It's not my fault. Sometimes it's true. But if that's where we go for the first, you know, explanation, instead of trying to figure out, okay, why didn't this work out? It's because we're afraid it didn't work out because we were responsible or a child thinks they were responsible and they want to offer an explanation and excuse beforehand. Children with low self-esteem may cheat or lie if they think they're going to lose at a game or on a test. And they often adopt negative behaviors that they see other kids exhibiting because they want to be accepted. And they think that if they do those things that they know are wrong, smoking or drinking or looking at pornography, they know it's wrong, but they can't help themselves because they're so tied to other people's opinions of themselves to approve of who they are. And so they make poor relationship choices. They have friends who are not good for them. They get into serious relationships with the opposite sex and it goes wrong because they put all of their emotional life into the hands of other people. So reminding you again, a person with a poor self-image will often have low self-esteem. So if you heard any of those things and you're like, oh, that's me, or oh, that's my child, let's look at how we can help improve self-image. Self-image is where it begins. First, let's look at what contributes to self-image. The first thing is genetics. Yeah, some children of ours are naturally positive and some are naturally negative. And we may have a bunch of different kids and they all have different personalities. Some of our children are quite comfortable in who they are and some are not. Our job is to encourage each of our children to understand that they are made in the image and likeness of God, that they are created by God just as they are and that's enough. Yes, they still have faults and weaknesses, but everyone has faults and weaknesses. And just because they have faults and weaknesses doesn't mean they're bad or not enough. It means they're not perfect. It means they're human. And we have to help them see you're human. And while accepting that you're human, let's discover together who God made you to be. I loved this idea when I started it with my children that God has a mission for you. He has a mission for me and he has a mission for you. Let's figure it out. And as soon as we took um, the focus away from who they thought they were or what they were capable of to who God thinks they are and what God thinks they're capable of, it takes a lot of pressure off. Like, okay, let's figure out what God has in mind for you because it's going to be great. And God has a mission knowing your faults and your weaknesses. So it's almost like regular, I can't say that word, regularizing. That's it. (laughs) 
regularizing their faults. Is that the word? I hope that's the word. I'm sorry if it's not. But, you know, just making their faults and their failings and their weaknesses okay. But can we work on them? They don't define us. They're just a part of us. The second thing that contributes to our child's self-image is our conditioning, whether it's positive or negative. Our conditioning, our thoughts about who they are and their behavior from when they're infants. So I had this beautiful son. (laughs) So, you know, all my kids were C-sections. And so um, as soon as the doctor uh, created the incision and his little face came out, his lips, his whole head wasn't even out of me yet. He was crying. He just was crying. And he didn't stop crying for about four months. Still struggles. His emotions are so surface level that he just struggles with that. Now, I like to help him think that's because you're a kind, sensitive man. And who doesn't want a kind, sensitive man? But the flip side of that coin is, and you have to get control of your emotions, which is hard. I have a couple grandsons who are the same way. It's difficult for them to keep cool. But the flip side of that is that they have this beautiful thoughtfulness kindness, sensitivity. So we do not want to label our children crybabies or bullies or choleric or sanguine or melancholic or whatever. Do not label your children because when we do that, we define their self-image for them. Now, I do happen to like those personality traits, you know, and kind of understanding us a little better, but only with regard to how to deal with others and how to help ourselves in where we, places we can improve, places we can grow, places where we didn't realize are actually a weakness and keep us from being happy. So please do not label your children. When we unknowingly define our child's self-image, We make it a story that becomes a belief for them. They're so strong-willed. They're indecisive. They're argumentative. They're hard to please. They're demanding. They're never happy. What? Those are actions that should not define the person. Find out why they're having those actions. Then you'll understand them better and you will help them understand them better. So be careful of your conditioning. Look for the positive ways to condition your children in who they are. Take what may appear to be a fault or weakness and help them turn it into a positive force. The third thing that contributes to our child's self-image are their experiences as they grow. How do they perceive failure? Do they take risks to discover what they can and maybe cannot do? It's called a growth mindset. Do we encourage our children to try new things, sometimes with a little push, like go do it, just go do it, just go try it. If you can't do it, it's okay, go see if you can. And then we have to allow our kids to fail in the sense that they can't do something. That's okay. We really need to help our children have failure tolerance so that when things don't go their way, it doesn't completely break them apart. Okay, that didn't work. It's all right. You tried. 
I saw you studying for that math test. You got to see. You tried really hard. That's good. Okay? Rather than saying, I saw you work that hard. Why didn't you get an A? No, that's not how we do it. We want to help our children be okay with failing if they've tried. We praise perseverance. We celebrate their effort. We don't get upset about mistakes. Most of the time, our children just make mistakes in judgment. They don't do things on purpose just to tick us off. They just make mistakes. They say wrong things. They're kids. Be okay with that. Correct them, but don't make it mean something about who they are. Help children find their passion. What do they love? And then really give them the experiences to grow that passion. I'm going to talk about this at the end, but in their experiences, in their growing up, watch their technology use. It is beyond critical, and I'll talk about it later, but I wanted to say it here. Technology use in their experiences of technology really does affect their self-image. Number four, the opinion of others. The messages that they receive from peers and relatives around them. So what messages do they receive and how do they go about dealing with them? This is so critical, especially in this age where so much negativity, so much judgment, so much bullying is going on. We want to help our children understand that other people's opinions aren't necessarily true. Usually they are not true and it doesn't matter anyway. It's what they think about themselves. We don't want our children to think, if I become different, people will like me. We want our children to feel good about themselves because they know who they are. A child's self-esteem can affect almost every aspect of their life. We don't want to put that power in the hands of others. We want our children to be completely in charge of who they are, understanding who they are, sometimes, like I said, for better or for worse, but in being very self-possessed, they can make the decisions that will lead to their happiness. It will help influence how they make decisions and their motivation to try new things. All right, how to help your child have a positive self-image. Be aware of the genetics and help them. If you have children who negatively think about themselves, you really need to be on top of it without going overboard, without always indulging them in their negativity. We don't want to do that. We just want to encourage them to make a 180 degree turn and see the positive. We also want them to embrace a growth mindset in the home. Give them responsibilities and chores to do and hold them accountable for them. Encourage independence. Independence is, it's a life changer. All the women that I know whose children play independently, learn independently, they have happy, smoothly running homes. So you want to encourage independence at every stage. Of course, refrain from insulting your child. Show unconditional love every day. Look them in the eyes every day and say, I love you. I'm so thankful God gave you to me. When you do that, you create more self-confidence by showing their value. And then they 
nurture that positive self-image. They have value. They think it. They think it because their mother told them. They think it. And then, of course, you have to model positive self-image. Do you love how it always comes back to you? It does. Our children are watching everything we do, everything that we say, every action we take. They're paying attention and they're deciding whether or not they can do it too because mom did it or mom didn't do it. Identify and focus their strengths. Take their interests to a new level. Praise their efforts. Help them define personal goals and objectives. What do they want to do? Even if they're building something in a Lego thing. Okay, what do you want to build with that? What are you making with that? I am making a big tower. All right, call me when it's done. Okay, it's simple things like that. And then it's up into the teenage years where we say, what kind of a person do you want to be? How do you want to show up in the world? How do you want to contribute? What is your mission from God? Tell me. Or, I know you don't like math. I know you don't like algebra. But here's a place where you can conquer your will, study hard, do well. You don't have to major in math. But right now, work on algebra and see what kind of a grade you can get and do well for you. The next thing is avoid being critical. Correct without criticizing. I see this so often in families where we're not correcting with love and compassion and respect. We're criticizing. We're being judgmental. We're harsh. We're yelling. We're screaming. You know what you're doing? You're conditioning your children that that's how they should be treated. And then you wonder when your kids are teenagers, how come they're hanging around with the wrong crowd? They're hanging around with the wrong crowd because they don't have a positive self-image. Because when they were young, we didn't correct them with love and respect. If you're a mom and that has been a weakness of yours, I want you to stop the episode right now, have a good cry about it, And then make a decision that you are no longer going to treat your children in a way that you would not ever allow anyone else to treat them. You're going to love them and respect them and honor them as children of God. Because children who are always criticized grow up with a poor self-image and low self-esteem. Your job is to give them a strong inner core. It is to correct and discipline to be sure, but in a loving, respectful way. To help them resist others' opinions affecting their self-image. That means that we have a good opinion of them. That we model that for them so they know what to look for in others and so that they don't let others decide who they are. Encourage healthy friendships. Teach your children that the best friends are those who treat them well and lift them up by what they say and do and teach them to be that kind of friend as well. Kids should avoid people who act in ways that tear others down. Help them see, hey, listen, she's not nice. My mom used to say, if some girl talks to you about some other girl in a bad way, know that she's going to be talking about you to someone else in a bad way. And that helped me really identify who I wanted to be friends with and who I did not want to be friends with. 
help children choose friends where they can be themselves and who help them feel okay about who they are and then help them be that type of friend to others. Friendship isn't about putting people down. It's about nurturing and building people up. And actually it's about bringing everyone to God. The next thing is let kids help and give. Sometimes you have to require it. Sometimes they don't want to do it. But if you have built up a habit where they help and give around the home, whether it's watching the baby or reading a story to their you know, younger sibling or in daily jobs or weekly jobs, they help contribute to the home. And even when they resist that they don't want to do it, it actually makes them feel good when they do it and you compliment them on it. So encourage that. When you give children jobs around the house and then you thank them and you encourage them, you are contributing to a positive self-image. The last thing is, in this technological era, I am imploring you, be vigilant about that phone. Because all that's happening on that phone is they're seeking other people's opinions of them. They're sharing opinions, they're seeking other opinions. They're comparing themselves to others and as we've talked about before, with 60,000 thoughts a day, 80% of them are negative. Same with our kids. They're automatically going to go to that place where they're not enough. Help your children demand that your children put down the technology and get out and go run. Get out and go move. Get out and enjoy the fresh air. See nature and participate in things other than that device or the gaming system. All right, I hope that helps. I hope that you see ways that you can help your children develop their self-image. Now that all my children are adults, I cannot emphasize this enough. How important helping your child develop a good, strong self-image is both when they're children and then as they grow up into adulthood. Love those kids. And if you've made mistakes, if you've contributed to a poor self-image, it is never too late to apologize, and to turn the ship around and be a different woman to them, be a different mom to them. When you are a different mom to them, when you are encouraging them and you are actually nurturing their self-image, guess what? So does yours get nurtured because then you begin thinking differently about who you are. You are a good mom. Have a great week. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.